0: And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the fab foe Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more.
1: Osiris. What's up? This is Ryan
2: Stasik from Humphreys McGee. This podcast is part of the Osiris Podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts, connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and of course, lots of music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics Magazine.
1: Osiris.
0: I'm here with Jesse Lauder, who's the host of the Relics Audio Hour. What's up, Jesse? Thanks for joining.
2: Hey, RJ. How you doing, man?
0: <laughs> I'm doing well. You're um, good. J- just back from two nights in Albany, and I'm, I think on your way to another thing. You're you're in the music industry, so you're like constantly on the move. Um, are you pretty exhausted from two nights of fish?
2: I'm not exhausted at all. I was actually quite invigorated by. Them, the whole vibe in Albany, and uh, it was a perfect little middle of the week uh, getaway, and just a really good indication of what's to come for fish in the fall. To be honest, man, yeah, I, I thought they sounded phenomenal.
0: That's so good to hear. Um, I'm excited to see them tomorrow night in Hampton. And um, I guess let's um, just talk a little bit about the first set of last night because I think you got the the crowd control opener, which um, it had been a while. Um, you, you never know when those are going to pop up.
2: Yeah, uh, sorry, you cut out there, RJ.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. Um, you got a crowd crowd control opener, um, which which doesn't happen that often, right. right? But then, right, right, then right into a really long and beautiful chalk dust.
2: Yeah, I, I um, usually for, uh, whenever they open with crowd control, I, I it generally indicates to me that it's going to be a great show. Maybe that's because I was at SF three in twenty twelve and that show opened with crowd control. And uh, what was the other one that was that was great? Did it uh, one one eleven? Open with crowd control? I, yeah, whatever. It was like there's like, a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, whenever, yeah it's true. Whenever they open with crowd control, it's always an indication that it's going to be a great night. Like I'm not going to say like last night's going to be a show that I go back to, and there's definitely a lot of flaws, which I do not really want to point out in last night's show. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, the crowd control chalk dust opening was was pretty special. And the thing that really stuck out to me, RJ, is and something that I tend to... I, I find that most fans of this band don't really talk about is that their vocals sounded really great.
1: Hmm. I
2: was mm-hmm. blown away by the singing, and it was so consistent... Oh, yeah throughout the night. Even like if you listen to Slave, which was the second or last song in the second set, uh, listen to Trey and Paige. Their vocals are great. They're clearly rehearsing or like breathing practices are on point. And to me, it's like if they're singing well, that's only gonna influence their playing. And I felt like there was a lot of fantastic moments in last night's show. Obviously the chalk dust is what everyone's gonna be talking about. The most energized the room got was, uh, in the light jam, the mercury into light was really Mm -hmm. fantastic. But, you know, and a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of moans when they come out of Dust into all of these dreams, but going back to the singing, their singing was fantastic on that song. I thought all of these dreams was a beautiful selection for the first set. I love that song. It's one of their more elegant songs, you know, like from a songwriting standpoint. And I, uh, I just had a great time last night and the night before I just think that they're really on to something and you know if this is how tour's tour is going to begin there's going to be lots of treats down the line
0: cool that's awesome I'm glad to hear that I, I, I noticed some um, extra effort by Trey in some of the singing of the first night I forget what song maybe like Haley's Comet or something you know something where they usually yeah. just just sort of run through it but it seemed like yeah recommitting to vocals is kind of an interesting trend
2: absolutely
0: absolutely what, I what think is, you
2: know uh, yeah yeah go ahead
0: well i was gonna ask you what that tells us about halloween but i can wait and i can wait on that <laughs> <laughs> oh boy
2: oh boy i i, I don't even want, i i don't want to even think about how what that's gonna be yeah, for halloween uh, you know yeah. you know my, um, my selection which if you saw my video is like yeah. ladyland which doesn't require the greatest of vocals but you know but who knows maybe maybe it's gonna be a record where they really need to sing their asses off we'll see
0: yeah. yeah. So, what what were some of your highlights in terms of jams from from last night? You mentioned Mercury into Light. Um, that that was really good. The chalk dust in the first set. Anything else stick out to you musically from from last it night?
2: Was, it was definitely like a moment and set your soul free for a couple minutes. I think like somewhere probably around the twelve minute mark. That was really great. Um, you know, I think to me, it's funny. It's like, I, I didn't want to point out the flaws, but, mm-hmm. uh, the thing that, you know, was like an absolute disaster last night, but was also kind of fun to watch and see how they navigated through it was "Burst of a feather. Oh, yeah. Um, which, so what happened there is that, um, Trey, Trey had his loop going off at the end of, uh, set your soul free. And it was in the key of D, um, and, uh, and he went into birds, which is in C. So there's this little tug of war between D and C happening for a bit, and then the band committed to D, which is not the key of the song. Um, and they did a really great job. There was like one point after like the first chorus where Paige tried to bring it back to C, but Trey was like, "No, we're committing to D. I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna play the song a whole step up." And then when it goes into the instrumental uh, interlude, the piano. They did mm-hmm. not land that, and then it just like the song just transitioned to sea. So it was sort of like you know, it's obviously the word that every fishhead uses is a, is, a, is a train wreck. But right. I, you know, I love seeing stuff like that happen. You know, like like they're they're humans. They are flawed. They make mistakes, and that's the beauty of a live show. You see how a band navigates, uh, you know, through this insanity. But it's like you know, hey, they're playing all nine innings of that show, like like a full like you could just tell they're just having a ball on stage like it was nothing and to me Paige was like out of control he's just banging on the keys like it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like I don't know man I I just think it's just they're on fire right now and I'm very very excited for I'm not seeing them until Vegas but I'm I'm I really hope they don't blow their wad in Hampton because Vegas <laughs> is uh, priming to be something, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, what do you think? Like you mentioned at the beginning of the call, that this is it's turning out or or setting up to be a good a good tour. And I think the um, I was at the Tahoe shows that started this summer, and they were fine. You know, there were some moments, and it was they were they were both sort of mid mid shows, mid tier shows or whatever. Um, but it seems like this was like a better start than at least summer um last summer you can't really compare it to because of baker's dozen and everything but it does seem like they're maybe starting from a higher level than than the past few tours if you take out baker's dozen, I,
2: i would also say it was probably had to do a lot with the fact that it was the you know you know even though they played the dick shows uh you know after the curveball um cancellation like this was the the local show to the Curveball site. You know, there's a lot of people in that room who probably, I would say majority of the people in that room were supposed to be at Curveball, and mm-hmm. there's no mm-hmm. way that the band didn't go on stage on Tuesday night without that in mind. So, you know, it wasn't just going to be like, yeah, we're going to run through these songs, these are going to be warm-up shows. They wanted to play great shows. Uh, Trey said at the end of last night, uh, at, at the end of the encore, right before they went to Rocky Top, it's like, this is basically our hometown show, I think mm-hmm. is what he said. Mm-hmm. And, and so you know they they gave it their all it was just so nice to see them um, you know just sounding this solid at the beginning of a tour and i think fish fans you know get ready it's going to be a great great fall
0: that's awesome um and we will we will see you um for our november 1st couch report you're going to join us to talk about halloween
2: wait I'm gonna be an expert on whatever album they play the <laughs> night before. Maybe I'm already an expert on yeah, the record RJ. I, really I hope you
0: are. I hope you <laughs>
2: are. <laughs> um, I,
0: so any, yeah. y- any other big takeaways from this two nights? Like I know we didn't talk much about the first night, but musically you think they're they're obviously we talked about that, they're strong start, vocals. Um did you notice anything anything else musically or or anything worth noting?
1: I just,
2: I just don't understand how John Fishman seems to be getting better and better. You know, it's just like every time I see him, I'm just like, how does John Fishman keep this up? It is just incredible. He, his his pocket is so strong. Mike is just right there in with him. That you know, you know, so goes the rhythm section, so goes the band. So yes. uh, it's just, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and Trey, Trey's Trey, and he sounded great. And as I already said before, Paige was was dynamite. You know. All the four cylinders were flying and you know, when that happens, that's fish. And uh they were having fun. I loved scent of a Mule in the first set last night. Like to me that's like definitive fish, the Jewgrass, I guess you can call it. And <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, I had a ball, man. I better I really better you really, than me, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> better, better you <laughs> than me with Absolutely. Mule. <laughs> no but the rap the rabbi.
2: Yeah, hey, you know, anyway, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so Jesse,
0: thank you. Um, but one thing I should say: so goes the rhythm section, so goes the band. Um, if people haven't heard it, they should listen to your interview with George Porter and and Mickey right. Hart on Relics Audio Hour. That was really cool. Absolutely,
2: yeah, that was really absolutely. cool. to. Listen to. Uh, Relics Audio Hour. We have. Been, we're going to have more interviews like that, pairing musicians uh, um, that do are necessarily in bands with each other, but maybe have a history with each other. Um, mm-hmm. I can probably tell people what the next episode is. We have Carl Bramel, the lead guitarist from My Morning Jacket,
1: yeah, speaking nice. with
2: myself and Nels Klein, the lead guitarist of Wilco. So, two incredible lead guitarists. So, if yeah, if you listen to the Mickey and George episode, that's a whole episode about um, you know bass and drums, rhythm sections, and then this is an episode about you know being a lead guitarist for two of in my opinion the best rock and roll bands playing uh you know aside from the fish from vermont okay. <laughs> um, uh you know talking about playing lead guitar in the 21st century so it's a great conversation and uh should go live next week
0: that's awesome man well congrats on the success so far i'm looking forward to continuing to listen and um uh, we'll thanks. Talk, thanks yeah and we'll see good. you on we'll see you on the couch report so get back to your uh, your day um what what kind of my, uh my, yeah go ahead
2: yeah, well, my nerd convention. <laughs>
0: so,
2: yeah, <laughs> I am at the Audio Engineer Society convention here in New York.
0: Grand, so, grand society that uh, it is. Learning
2: audio engineers learn, learning how to make podcasts sound better. How's that?
0: That's amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what we should be doing. Um, Absolutely. So we're going to leave people with a little bit of music. Um, any uh, any specific jam you should think we should uh, play? People a part of from last night.
2: All of these dreams. Cool. I'm going to force you to listen to all these streams, everyone. Do it. Perfect. Don't go to the it bathroom.
0: Lovely. <laughs> it's a lovely version. All right, Jesse. Well, yep. thank you so much for joining, man.
2: All right, buddy. You take care. Okay. Okay.
1: There is a place on the mountain nearby. Deep in. But it's up rather high There in the darkness I safely conceal All of the dreams That you never reveal And if you go there And after you do All of these dreams Would be yours to pursue the rest of your lifetime Devoid of, again. of care If you keep your eyes open You may find yourself there Such is the promise Such is the curse Just live your life, better or worse Knowing the cache of dreams Up on that hill Beckons and sways But won't bend to your will You might find a river low Under a mountain That leaves a remote Subterranean fountain From this taste Just a hint of a dream That somehow leaked into the underground stream And if you go there And after you do All of these dreams Would be yours to pursue The rest of your lifetime Devoid of a care If you keep your eyes open You may find yourself there Again, if you keep your eyes open, you may find yourself there. If you keep your heart open.